you are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Tuesday, November 9th, 2021, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb, and coming up on today's episode, we get back to our Orioles 2021 season report card grade series as we will take a look at a couple of younger pitchers who got some varying chances with the Orioles this year as we take a look at two right-handers giving out grades to Dean Kramer and to Mike Bauman, who had very, very different seasons with the Orioles this year. And to give out those grades, we're going to be joined by Zach Spedden on the podcast once again. He is one of the co-hosts of BSL's On The Verge podcast, a fantastic pod that you need to be listening to. They do such a great job covering all things Orioles minor leagues. Zach has been on this pod a couple of times before, and he joins us again to talk about guys in Bauman and Kramer who each did spend a good chunk of time in the minor leagues, you know, in double and triple A this year as well, but both did pitch at the majors uh, to very much varying results. But that is all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. And before we get to it, just did want to thank you for making Locked On Orioles your first listen of the day. Locked On Orioles is free and available on all podcast platforms, and we are the only Orioles podcast out there bringing you O's content Monday through Friday. Yes, every day during the week, Monday through Friday, you wake up five days a week, there is a new episode of Locked On Orioles in your inbox. So if you're liking what you're hearing here on this pod, first of all, tell your friends about it. Tell your fellow Orioles fans that you know about it, that, you know, if they're, you know, longing for some Orioles content this offseason, we are still going five days a week throughout the month of November. Could be leading up to a potential lockout as the CBA expires on December 1st. But also, if you like what you hear, make sure to follow, subscribe to the podcast, like the pod on your favorite podcast listening platform. And specifically, if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and a review on that Apple Podcasts app. If you could, just scroll down on the Locked on Orioles page on the app. Give us a rating, give us a review. It really, really helps out the pod. But again, we thank you for making Locked on Orioles your first podcast listen of the day. And your first listen today is going to be more report card grades for the Orioles players for the 2021 season. And today we talk about two young right-handed starting pitchers in Dean Kramer and Mike Bauman. In part one of a two-part conversation we have with Zach Spedden, one of the co-hosts of the BSL On The Verge podcast, which is a weekly pod that does a great job covering all things Orioles minor leagues. And Zach is going to join us first to talk about Dean Kramer and a season in which we came into it thinking, you know, Kramer was a lock for the rotation all year after his solid performances in the majors at the end of the 2020 season. Well, Dean Kramer struggled. He got multiple different chances at the major league level, never stuck there. And honestly, he struggled in AAA too, really until September. He pitched better, a lot better really, for the last month of the season in AAA Norfolk, but it was concerning that he spent so much time at AAA and not a lot of time in the majors considering how badly the Orioles needed arms this season. We'll talk about how you grade out that season for Kramer. Then we'll also talk about Mike Bauman, who had kind of a different story. Obviously hadn't made his major league debut yet. There was a weird injury going around with Bauman. We weren't quite sure when he was going to return, but then when he came back, he went to AA, pitched extremely well went to AAA, pitched even better, and got himself to the major leagues late in the season. And, you know, didn't have the greatest results, but it was still fantastic to finally see Mike Bauman, who many places have as a top 10 Orioles prospect, pitch in an Orioles uniform in 2021. So coming up right now, we're going to talk about all of that 
with Zach Spedden of BSL On The Verge. We're grading first Dean Kramer and then Mike Bauman. So we start with Dean Kramer, who, you know, unfortunately, we're going to kind of start on a bad note here for a guy who had a really, really disappointing season, came in with high expectations, did not meet any of them, had multiple demotions to AAA, and honestly was a AAA pitcher more so than a major league pitcher this year and had his struggles down there too. So Zach, you know, what kind of grade do you give Dean Kramer for what obviously, as we'll talk about, was a disappointing season? I would give him a day. He really just could not put it together at either level this year. Uh, struggled in major leagues and really in spring training struggled. But I think that, you know, at the time, the Orioles thought obviously he was one of their five best starters, carried him into the season, couldn't get into a rhythm, went down to AAA and honestly was just as bad at AAA as he was at the major league level. There were some glimmers of hope. He did seem to be pitching a little bit better towards the end of the season. But otherwise, this year was a real struggle for him. I, I just think that whatever it is that went wrong this year, whether it was something mechanical, if it was something mental, um, if it was something with his pitch mix and when he was throwing pitches, the Orioles got to try to get to the bottom of that this offseason because you still want to think that he could be a viable mid-rotation starter for this team over the next few years. But based on what we saw this season, that seems unlikely. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, like a, a D is pretty good. And for that, I, I, that's what I got to give to Kramer. I mean, he's he's close to like getting an F grade for this season. Uh, I, I don't want to give it to him because he wasn't – it's not like he was established already and then fell apart. I mean, at the end of the day, it was a handful of starts at the end of, of 2020. And so you're not going to – you're not looking at a guy who had two good seasons at the major leagues and then completely fell apart. So that's kind of the reason he doesn't get an F, to be honest. And to me, with that D grade, it just, as you said, it almost didn't get much better when he went to AAA. It was at the big league level, 13 starts, 53 and two-thirds innings. He had a 7.55 ERA. In the minors, it was 62 and a third innings. Now he had, you know, better strikeout numbers with 69 Ks and a 4.91 ERA is better, but, you know, he's facing AAA competition. And even just kind of looking through his game log from the AAA season, I mean, there's not even really like a month I want to pick out and say, you know, he had a, a, at least a good month in there or a, or a span of, of a couple of starts. It almost seemed like to me, and this is more obviously your area of expertise when he was with AAA, he never even really strung together even more than two starts where you felt like things were kind of turning back in a positive direction when he was with the Tides. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, if you look at his basically late September, early October, if you count that final stretch um, over the last week of the AAA season, there were some good results in there, but it was also over some very short outings. So when you look at him really stretched out, I think that's fair to say, like he never really seemed to put together back-to-back -back solid outings. He'd have one outing where he might look good over four or five innings, then come back out, you know, in his next start and get lit up over two or three innings. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just so interesting because you do mention that and he had that, that five scoreless innings with five K's start um, against Charlotte. And that was actually that start before he got that one final call up to Baltimore. Uh, he, he came back up to Baltimore and he pitched on September 11th and the Orioles kind of said, you know, they needed a starter. Um, I believe it was a double header. So they got the extra player and they basically were like, look, Dean, you just put together, you know, two good starts at AAA. We'll give you one more shot. And it was against that Toronto team that had killed him already all year. 
and he gave up five runs on seven hits in four innings against Toronto. And he went right back down to AAA. And, and as you said, he finished the season fairly strong um, in AAA. He did have, you know, five strikeouts over a, a three scoreless inning stretch against Charlotte as well. So at least it's, it's finishing stronger than he was. But I did want to ask this kind of before we move on to like in the big leagues, it just kind of all went wrong for him. Like the command was bad. Mm-hmm. The stuff didn't look as good. Um, but, you know, he had at least more short spurts where he looked a little bit better in AAA. I was wondering if if you ever pinpointed something in watching him in the Norfolk and the Baltimore starts where you thought even stuff-wise uh, it looked different than it did in 2020. You know, it's hard with him because I couldn't – when I would watch him this year, whether it was at Norfolk or, a trip, you know, in the major leagues, there wasn't necessarily anything that stood out to me. It's like, oh, you know – that looks a lot worse than last year or his mechanics are different this year with him. It was a little bit harder. Um, but I, I would say that maybe part of it was just that curveball was not quite as sharp as what we saw in 2020. And I think that's really a crucial pitch for him is that if he's going to be successful at the major league level, he's going to need to run that curveball um, as really his outpits. And I just don't think it looked as sharp this year. Now, I know that there was kind of some murmurings, especially among our uh, listeners, when Adley Rutzman is behind the plate this year, would the Adley effect get Kramer's curveball working again at AAA? And we did see that here and there, but it wasn't, you know, quite, you know, like we talked about a minute ago, it wasn't really sustainable over several starts, except for at the very end over a few short outings. Yeah, the, the numbers back up the curveball thing, especially at the major league level. I mean, you look at 2020, and, and we know he didn't throw that many innings, but that was his best pitch. You know, batters only hit 197 against it. Um, he did not allow a long ball off that pitch. He allowed just two extra base hits off that pitch. Um, and in 2020, that was in terms of opponent batting average, his best pitch. You turn it to this year, guys hit 303 against it. They slugged 667 against his curveball. He essentially went from you know, a swing and miss pitch to he was just hanging curveballs. It seemed like left and right. He was either hanging it or it was an uncompetitive pitch. And, you know, because of that, he tried to go to that cutter a lot more this year. And he just, he, he really, honestly, he threw his four seamer a whole lot more than he did in 2020. And he threw the cutter more because I don't think he just had as good a feel for his other pitches. So he went from a guy who was throwing a four seamer 40% of the time last year to a guy who threw it almost 60% of the time. And when you don't have like an elite four seamer, Dean Kramer does not. He has a good cutter and he has a good curveball when it's on and he has an okay four seamer. When you have to throw it that much, it becomes an issue and he gave up a lot of long balls and and that's what happened. And, and, you know, just to, to quickly, before we get to Bauman, you know, do you see him on the opening day roster next year? Do you think it's right back to AAA? I know a lot has to do with what happens in spring training. I think based on what the Orioles' depth is right now, you would have to consider him part of the picture for the Major League roster. But, you know, I'm thinking and hoping that they're going to add to that starting rotation here over the next few months. And at that rate, I would have to imagine that you look at putting Kramer back at Norfolk, if nothing else, just to keep him on a starter's workload and to try to get his stuff back on track because – I don't know that he's necessarily going to be able to do that in the major league bullpen at the start of next year. Yeah. If it's about getting him right, I would obviously much rather have him in triple a and having him pitching every five days. 
So we'll get back to our conversation with Zach Spedden in just a second as we will move on to give out a grade to Mike Bauman for his 2021 season in which he made his Major League debut. But first, got to tell you about BetOnline.ag, which is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. To get that bonus, just use our promo code locked on. Again, that is promo code locked on. From basketball, football, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And of course, that includes, hey, later this week, the Ravens are on Thursday night football. How about some NBA and NHL regular season as well. And guess what starts tonight? College basketball. One of my favorite times of the year. A lot of games tonight. You can bet on them all at betonline.ag, where the game starts. But speaking of a guy who, you know, did work out of the Major League bullpen this year, that was Mike Bauman, who, you know, we were expecting at the very beginning to be in the big leagues this year. Then he had the kind of mysterious injury timeline. And we all kind of ruled out Bauman in the big leagues for 2021. Then he came roaring back up the system at the end of the year. Double A dominated, triple A dominated. And he got to the big leagues, which was a huge positive for this system this year. And so, you know, I know it was a a short amount of time in the majors. It was 10 innings. But when you combine that with what he did at the minors, what kind of grade do you give him for this season? I'm going to give him a B. And I think that the reason for that is just a way that he managed to work his way back from the injury and the slow start that he had in the minor leagues this year. Look, when you watch Ballman pitch in that initial run at Delmarva and then early on at Bowie, it was clear his stuff wasn't there. A fastball was not as uh, high in velocity as you would normally see. And just overall, you could definitely tell he didn't quite have the feel for his pitches back yet. But with more time at Bowie, and I think a lot of time working with Justin Ramsey, the pitching coach for the Bay Sox, he was able to kind of recapture what had made him so successful um, through really his injury at the alternate site last summer. And by the time he went to Norfolk, he was dominating double A hitting. And, you know, honestly, I think under different circumstances, you know, basically where he's healthy at the beginning of the year, we would have seen him in the major leagues for a longer stretch this year. And I think we would be strongly penciling him in for the rotation spot next year. As it is, I would have liked to have seen him get, a little bit more use at the major league level, but I also understand where the Orioles may have wanted to be cautious and decided to just take it easy with him. But I think that given where he started this year and where he ended up, a lot of credit to him, a lot of credit to the Orioles development staff, because now Ballman for me is a legitimate rotation candidate. And I don't even have to throw the disclaimer in there about who the Orioles add this off season, because I still think that there is going to be enough room there for him to pitch his way onto the roster out of spring training. Yeah, most definitely. For me, for Bauman's grade, the ascension itself to go from, you know, I call it mysterious injury because we almost weren't hearing a lot about it for a while uh, this season. It wasn't like uh, he had this, he's on the IL for this much time, he'll be back. It was kind of a, a lot of question marks for a while. To go from that to get to the big leagues like he did, I think the ascension deserves an A. I'm going to give him a B minus just because he did get kind of hit around um in in, you know his couple of major league appearances again he pitched in four games at the big league level so you know you can't get a much smaller sample size than 10 innings and four games and you know that first outing was awesome 
I mean, three and two thirds scoreless in your major league debut. He gave up just one unearned run, one K one walk, two hits against Kansas city. But then the next two outings, six runs over three innings, five runs over two innings. And then he finished it up with an inning and a third scoreless against Texas in his final outing. And, and kind of the two reasons for the little bit lower grade for me is just kind of getting hit around in those spots. And I know he was facing Toronto and Boston. That's two of the best lineups in baseball. And, and obviously, you know, you're going to get stung by that. And his two better outings were, were Kansas City and Texas flip side two of the worst offenses in baseball. So it kind of does check out for him. But the other thing was, you know, the one thing I would have liked to see a little bit more of from Bauman is that, you know, even if the numbers did end up being that, you know, five earned runs, six earned runs, whatever it may be, I think I would have liked to see the strikeouts a little bit higher um, in his his major league outings. I mean, it was five Ks, six walks in 10 innings. I would have liked to see that stuff be there just a little bit better. And he seemed, you know, very, very, again, this is very small sample size, but he seemed very, very fastball reliant when he needed any kind of pitch. And some of that's just like the nerves and, and wanting to, to be perfect in the majors. Uh, but that's, that's, that's kind of the only knock on him, but you know, that's 10 innings. His season was much more than that. It was the great job he did in, in Bowie and in Norfolk. And, you know, so now we kind of, turn to next year. And it's interesting because, you know, Zach, he only got 10 innings, but I feel like we're both on the same page that he's probably a, not a lock, but a very good chance to just be on the opening day roster next year. Yeah, I agree. I, part of that is his competition. And, you know, we're, you kind of look at that rotation depth right now, as far as who do you want to put in your, you know, opening day rotation and figure that there's somebody you can see develop and progress throughout the season. Ballman's one of the top options there, I think. And I also just think that if you look at the other pitchers that are going to be in that mix, he has the best pure stuff of the group. I think the only guy that really comes close as far as the prospects that could pitch in the major leagues from opening day next year on are, you know, Kyle Bradis. That's really it for me. Bradis and Ballman and Bradis does not have that major league time yet. So you got to treat him a little bit differently than I think you do Ballman, especially because Without the pandemic, Ballman probably does debut in 2020. So you're looking at a guy that might be even more established than he is right now. So I think the, the you know the key is obviously going to be making sure that he you know manages whatever his workload is over the offseason, comes into camp, and I think you got to have him compete for a rotation spot. And while I know that there is that thought out there that he would make for a really good closer at the major league level, which I think his stuff does back up. The Orioles are in a position where they should try to develop him for a starter as long as they can, because yeah, there just isn't much rotation depth at the top of the system at this point. Right, and 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 you know what my listeners know is what I've talked about many times. I think long term, I think he's going to be a really good reliever at the major league level. That's just where I see it. It's nothing against him as a starter. I just think if they just tell him fastball slider and let him ramp it up, I think he can be really really good at the back end of the bullpen. But I completely agree with you no time like now to just let him try it as a starter and see what it looks like. Like no need to, you know, put him in a reliever box already. Let, let him do what he can do in spring training. Let him do what he can do in a regular season next year in terms of being a starter. And then you kind of cross that bridge when your team is a little more competitive, you have to make more decisions. Uh, but Bauman for now, you know, again, it was just 10 innings, but just having those minor league numbers, I mean, 18 starts in the minors, a three, four, four ERA, 71 Ks in about 71 innings. I mean, he was just really, really good as he 
climbed up the minors and, and what was most impressive was, was probably the Norfolk time. I mean, it was, it was six starts in Norfolk. It was a two Oh Oh ERA. It was 26 strikeouts to 13 walks and 27 innings. And, you know, guys hit under 200 against him for the tides. And he just, uh, he was just really good. And now next step is, you know, what can he do at the major league level? So our thanks again to Zach Spedden, one of the co-hosts of the BSL On The Verge podcast, which covers all things Orioles minor leagues. Uh, They record their episodes live. You can watch them on Monday nights. And then uh, after that, they are posted to all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. Great podcast with him, Nick Stevens, and Bob Phelan. I've had them all on this pod many times. I've talked about the podcast many times. It's a must listen for all Orioles fans. But a good chat there in part one of our conversation, talking about Dean Kramer and Mike Bauman and taking a look at their 2021 seasons kind of first with Kramer he was obviously one of the biggest disappointments in all of you know Orioles major minor league baseball in 2021 you know thinking he would you know stick at the major league level in 2021 but when you really think back to it it was it was only about four starts where we really saw a good Dean Kramer in 2020 and that's a lot to put on a guy you know expecting him to have a good 25 starts the next year I mean it's a lot to expect now you would have liked either way for him to pitch a, a little better and stick in the majors for a longer amount of time in 2021 but we are not giving up on Dean Kramer the Orioles are not giving up on him and and we are not giving up on Dean Kramer. The hope is that, you know, he can turn it around this offseason and, you know, be in the Orioles rotation, come out of spring training next year in 2022 as an Orioles starting pitcher. But as we talked about with Zach right there, you know, it also wouldn't be a terrible thing if he did start the year again out of the AAA Norfolk rotation just to still figure things out and then hopefully... The big hope is that the next time he gets to the big leagues, whether it be opening day roster 2022 or it takes a month or six weeks for him to get back to the big leagues next season, the hope is that the next time he is in the bigs, he's in the bigs to stay. And whether it's a bullpen role or a starting role, he can carve out a consistent spot pitching in the big leagues for the Orioles. Because again, I know it was bleak many times when we saw him pitching in Baltimore this season, uh, but he still has the potential to do what he did in 2020 and he still has enough solid stuff. He's just got to get that command there. When that command is there, you know, this goes for many, many pitchers, but when that command is there for Dean Kramer, he's such a different pitcher. He had it in 2020, just frankly did not have it in 2021, but it is a good sign, as we talked about with Zach, that he really did finish the year strong. His September was very good in Norfolk, and that's what we need to see at the major league level next year. And then there's the other guy in Mike Bauman, who, you know, was kind of rising the entire season, you know, as opposed to Dean Kramer, who was kind of falling most of the year. I mean, Bauman, you know, he didn't pitch great at the big league level. He had that first appearance, you know, three and two thirds scoreless, gave up the one unearned run. And then the next couple of appearances, he did get hit around before they, you know, kind of shut him down for the rest of the year. And I was impressed with what he did in the minors. He didn't really show strikeout stuff in the major league level. And again, it's a very small sample size, you know, less than 10 innings, but he didn't really give us that swing and miss that we've seen from him a lot of the times in the minors. And I still project him out. I think, to be a shutdown back end of the bullpen reliever. And Zach talked about he still thinks Mike Bowman in the future will be a starter for the Orioles. But either way, both of us have him, you know, next year and beyond on the big league pitching staff to stay. And that's because he's been a top 10 prospect for a while with the O's uh, since they drafted him out of Jacksonville back in 2017. And for Mike Bowman, I have, you know, Big things ahead, I think, are coming for him, and I just want to see that strikeout stuff a little bit more. I think he's going to be on the opening day roster, as me and Zach agreed. Uh, I think it's in a reliever role. Zach seems to think it could be a starter role. Either way, I want to see 
some big strikeout stuff, you know, start to, to, to K some hitters. He really didn't do that in the big leagues this year in the small sample size. I need to start to see what he has in terms of swing and miss against big league hitters, and then we'll go from there. But, you know, despite getting hit around a couple of times in the big leagues, I think just the ascension that Bauman had after, you know, being pushed so far back because of the injury in 2021, I think that is a huge positive sign for Mike Bauman as he heads into what could be his first full major league season in 2022. But we will uh, continue that conversation with Zach Spedden on tomorrow's episode. Obviously, today we talked about Dean Kramer and Mike Bauman gave out some grades, but that was just part one of the full conversation that I had with Zach. Tomorrow, we will give you part two of that conversation, and we'll continue to talk about some pitchers and some rookie starting pitchers that the Orioles used this year, but two guys who were in very different spots with the Orioles. First, tomorrow, we'll talk about Spencer Watkins, who the O's gave a shot to, basically at age 30, to make his major league debut. And Pitched well early, then really got hit around late. Watkins is currently a free agent, as we talked about on yesterday's episode as uh, the O's were cleaning out the 40-man roster. But I will say, as I mentioned yesterday, he's got a chance to come back to the O's on a minor league deal, so we talk about if that is in the cards. And then we will talk about the curious case of Keegan Aiken. After again with Kramer, he had a solid 2020. Aiken was better than Kramer in 2021, and we know that because he spent a lot more time in the big leagues than Kramer did, but there were still a lot of issues with Keegan Aiken, and we'll talk about specifically his kind of inability to develop a second pitch and what that means for his role moving forward. So that is all coming up once again on tomorrow's episode as Zach Spedden joins us again. We'll give out grades to Spencer Watkins and Keegan Aiken. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.